0: Welcome to this episode of Come, Follow Me, A Disciple's Journey. This episode will cover Ether Chapter 1. So, in the overview chapter, or uh, episode, rather, I gave kind of a brief review of how we have the Book of Ether, where it came from, where did the record come from. So if you want some more on that, you can go check that episode out if you haven't already. Uh, Where I want to start with this is just basically that... uh, the history of the Jaredite people, I guess is where I want to start. I, I told kind of the Book of Mormon history of how we got it, but the Book of Ether, what time period did it come from? Where did it start? So you had the the flood in Noah's day and they, there was the, the few people spared and then they begin to populate. They begin to have a, a, a righteous society in, in general, but eventually that f- falters and fades like it always does. And... The story, the story of the Jaredite nation begins there when the people are building the Tower of Babel. So you can read about that uh, in Genesis. Uh, I believe it's chapter 11 is where that story is told in the Bible. Essentially, the people were trying to build a tower that would allow them to reach into heaven um, and become like God, become God. So they were there was a false worship, basically. Uh, in fact, one of the leaders of this movement wanted to climb this tower, get into heaven and dethrone God by killing him. So that's, I mean, just a plus thinking all the way around here. Uh, And so God says, you know what? I'm going to confound all of your languages. And so you guys can't communicate with each other to, to even continue to build this tower. So that's kind of where we pick up in the book of Ether, is Jared and his brother. Jared's like, hey, I don't want um, my language to be confounded. I want to still talk to my family. Hey, brother, pray to the Lord. See if he'll do that for us. And the Lord does it. And then he says, hey, well, they did that. Maybe he could, like some of our friends and our our circle of of people that we know and love, maybe he could do the same for all of us. And so the brother of Jared prays. And it says... And it came to pass, the brother of Jared did cry unto the Lord, and the Lord had compassion upon Jared. Therefore, he did not confound the language of Jared, and Jared and his brother were not confounded. And then it says, and it came to pass, that the brother of Jared did cry unto the Lord, and the Lord had compassion upon their friends and their families also, that they were not confounded. So in the the first real story part uh, of the chapter one of Ether, we get the brother of Jared going to his brother three different times. So we just talked about the first two. And the third time is it came to pass. Uh, sorry. Yeah. The brother of Jared speak to his brother saying, Hey, you should go and ask the Lord, inquire of the Lord uh, where we should go. Where is he going to drive us? Um, we carry us to another land. Do we, if we're faithful, we just like, what are we going to do? We, we can't talk to anybody else that all their languages are confounded. Do we just stay here? What do we, do we leave? And it came to pass that the brother of Jared cry unto the Lord according to that which he had spoken by the uh, had been spoken by the mouth of Jared, so he goes and asks that question. and it came to pass the Lord did hear the brother of Jared and had compassion upon him, so that three times the the answer is and the the words that we have of, of how the Lord responded are the same. The Lord had compassion. Now the Lord will not always answer our questions when we want them answered. The Lord will not always answer our prayers in the way that we want them answered. But one thing is the same. When we pray and we plead for help, the Lord will always have compassion on us. The Lord will always, uh, be merciful to those who, who love him. Uh, I'm reminded of 1 Nephi chapter 17, where the Lord says something very similar to that. He says, I, the Lord, uh, love those who will have me to be their God. And as we choose to have Him be our God, and one of the ways we can do that is through uh, consistent, constant daily prayer and supplication to the Lord, He will always have compassion. I have written in my scriptures here Um. Because oh, in my scriptures in ether, I have cry, cry, cry. Because verse 35, verse 37, uh, um, let's see where i I got to mixed up 34, 37, and 39. These are the verses before. And it, it's, it's just before the Lord is, has compassion. The word that's used in the way that the brother of Jared prayed is the same. It's he cried. He uh, And the brother of Jared did cry. And the brother of Jared did cry. And the brother of Jared did cry. All three times, same words. And then it says the same words in response. And the Lord uh, uh, did hear the brother of Jared and, and had compassion upon him. And it reminds me of Alma chapter 34. Amulek is teaching uh, the people, uh, uh, the Zoramites, and the way that he's teaching them to pray is he uses that same word, uh, is cry, cry unto the Lord, cry unto the Lord, cry unto the Lord. And as we cry unto the Lord, He will have compassion upon us. Uh, As uh, a young husband and father, young uh, in age and experience, I'd started a business, and I've shared some of this before in the past on the podcast, uh, but uh, joined forces, essentially uh, partnered with someone who had had other business dealings and worked with another company, and we'd made sure that we did everything legally and ethically, and it was very important to us that we did that, Uh, but it did not stop his former company from, from suing us. And we went through a lawsuit that lasted about two years and cost us a lot of money, and we were a new business. And like I said, I was a young husband and father just trying to start a company that could pay the bills and that could um, just keep my family afloat. I was, at that time, for most of the time, actually, that this happened, was going on, I was in an, I was serving in an Elderscorn presidency, so there was... Uh, A taxation uh, mentally and spiritually from that end as well but then that also led me to have these thoughts about like well I I feel like I'm a good person and I'm seriously striving to live the gospel and there were times of just significant darkness and wondering why I felt so abandoned and there were good days and bad days and through the good days I would pray and be uh, try to be grateful for those good days, and then there would be these stretches of if, of really hard times, and I would pray to the Lord, and I think that maybe the word I would use is I would cry. I would cry unto the Lord, and I didn't always get the answer I was looking for. I didn't always the 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 trial that we were going through, the legal troubles. Persisted for, you know, a couple of years, and when you're in the middle of that and that kind of battle, when you don't know the end and when the end's going to come, it's it's a dark tunnel with no light at the end. And there were those days where that darkness would consume me, and I would be crying and praying to just see the light at the end of the tunnel. Let, let me let me know, Father, please, that there's going to be an end. Or when this is going to end. Like I said, we may. Ha- I didn't always get the answer I was wanting. I didn't always get, you know, I wanted him to say, oh, okay, it's going to end next Tuesday at 3 o'clock. The end. That didn't happen. But what did always happen is the Lord did always have compassion on me. And I was lifted and carried through those dark times. In a way that has served me since then, in a way that has given me greater faith and hope that the Lord will continue to do that for me in it, in whatever challenge or battle I I have to fight, in whatever uh, challenges come my way or my family's way, I now, uh, more than before this exp- that experience, can say that I know that the Lord will have compassion on me, will carry me, and will deliver me when He sees fit. Uh, So just a couple of the thoughts here to share about uh, the first chapter of Ether. There's a long history at the beginning, a long genealogy. It's rare because this type of thing doesn't happen in the rest of the Book of Mormon. But it's a pretty common thing in the Bible. And uh, so it's, I think, uh, at least worth pointing out that this does mirror what is done historically in the Bible and from the people that in the region that the Jaredites came from. Uh, It also, I think is a small little testimony builder to me in terms of that Joseph Smith uh, translated this, these plates and did not make this story up. Uh, Multiple witnesses said that Joseph never had anything with him to refer to. And he would sit down, and he would pick back up where he left off. And in Ether, uh, the the history goes backwards. And then, uh, in terms of, so it goes from, like, most recent person back to Jared, right? So it's, like, from recent to back. And then the story begins from there to talk about Jared, and each one of the people mentioned in the history, each one of them, is then listed in chronological order from oldest to most recent. Pretty impressive if Joseph made it up to just pick up and go in that exact order again. Also, it uh, gives... You know, Nephi starts his record by saying, I, Nephi, having been born of goodly parents, and it's this way of giving him authority as a writer, as writing his record. This then gives uh, this history of the, the leadership or who would have been heirs to Jared's throne moving forward all throughout their history and uh, gives, ends up giving us this, I don't know, kingly type history uh throughout their entire history. So not critically important, but interesting nonetheless. Uh, Final thought, chapter one, longer than this, actually longer than I thought I was going to go on about this. Uh, The final thing I want to talk about is just the prayer again and uh, the effort that we need to put in, the crying and that the Lord will have compassion on us president Kimball said, uh, do you get answers to your prayers? If not, perhaps you do not pay the price. Do you offer a few trite words and worn out phrases, or do you talk intimately to the Lord? Do you pray occasionally or, uh, when you should be praying regularly, often and constantly, do you offer pennies to pay heavy debts when you should be, uh, should give dollars to erase that obligation? When you pray, do you just speak or do you also, listen, your Savior said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Should we ever fail to get an answer to our prayers, we must look into our lives for a reason. And I think that are, this goes to what Moroni was saying about about uh, miracles, right? Miracles cease because we don't have faith. If we don't have answers to our prayers and we're not seeing those miracles, do we have? are we lacking faith? Is there something... Uh, in, in the way that we should be praying, that we can change. Prayer is a form of work, i.e. it's a part of faith. And so, if we are lacking in our answers, it could be that, or it could be that we're just not seeing them. So, as we pray, if we're not seeing miracles, I would suggest that the answer is probably that... We need to see them, not because they're not there, but because we need to look for those answers. And then maybe, as President Kimball suggested, we might need to change the way that we're praying and and pay the price for the answers that we're seeking. So that's all for this episode. Uh, I hope you join me in the next episode as we discuss uh, the the next chapters of, uh, of Ether Uh, I'm vague because I'm not entirely sure at the moment of this recording what the next episode will be. It might be chapter two. It might be chapter two and three. I don't know. We'll find out. You'll find out, hopefully. See you next time.